you've found episode 128. How's your circadian rhythm going? Do you struggle with sleep, struggle with energy, maybe you work late or even work night shift? If the answer is yes, then your circadian rhythm probably needs some love. And so this episode is for you if you want to give your circadian rhythm some love because I'm going to dive into exactly what a circadian rhythm is, how it works, how it affects your brain, how it's tied to weight gain and weight loss and disease development. And at the end, I'm going to touch on common circadian mistakes that you're likely making every single day. And don't worry, I won't leave you hanging. I've got five solutions to get yourself back on track. You ready? Let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Glad to have you here on this fine podcast, if I do say so myself. It's my mission to coach 250 humans to become my healthy friends. <laughs> Sounds like I'm manufacturing an army, like in the Clone Wars or something like that. Anyway, let's go again. It's my mission to coach 250 people to lose weight and be their healthiest self before the end of December 2021. That's this year. Well, it depends when you're listening to this because you could be listening to this hopefully many years in the future. I really hope people are still getting value out of this episode many years in the future. It's actually really weird. On the back end of the podcast, I get information about which episodes have been listened to and some weeks, I'm not even kidding, some weeks like episode number five or episode number 23 will be my most listened to episode that week and it's just... It's so fulfilling to know that like, oh, this content's there for new people to come and learn from every single day. So, you know, it's a little different to like Instagram or, you know, social media platforms in the sense that, you, you know, when beyond the 30 minutes that you post, it's old news. Ain't nobody finding that shit again. Whereas podcasts, you know, isn't really governed by an algorithm. The only really big contributor to the algorithm is ratings and review of which I would love you dearly. If you contributed to my ratings and reviews, please five stars. Be super grateful if you could give us five stars. And also it helps even further just to let anybody know what you thought about the podcast in case they're scrolling by, they see this podcast and like, oh, I wonder what the people that listen to it have to say. So if you can share your thoughts, what you really love about it, your biggest takeaways in a review on Apple Podcast, that would be so valuable. So anyway, I'm getting sidetracked with podcast data analytics. I'm sure that's not what you came here for, right? (laughs) So today we're talking about the ups and downs of the sun how it affects your body and why you should make sure that each day you're behaving like the circadian rhythmed designed person that you actually are. First up though, what is a circadian rhythm? So I want to clear that up. So circadian rhythms are simply the 24-hour cycle that happens relevant to the rise and fall of the sun. Basically the cycle that happens with the entire planet every single day. And humans are obviously diurnal animals. Diurnal is the opposite of night-dwelling animals, otherwise known as nocturnal animals. So we're diurnal. So most of us do things during the day. That's when we feel best. We function best. We operate best when the sun is up because genetically we're designed to be diurnal beings. 
the way that our brain registers the difference between night and day is by a thing called photoreceptors. The most obvious one that your partner is likely to have thrust in your face at some point, much to your disgust, is light, is turning the lights on, right? So light is going into your eyes and telling your brain that it is time to wake up. But there are actually photoreceptors all over your body. In fact, there was a study done that tested photoreceptivity at night and found that even putting a light behind behind the subject's knee in this particular trial. Behind their knee meant that their sleep was disrupted and their melatonin release. Melatonin is the hormone in our brain that's released when we go to sleep. Their melatonin release was disrupted with a light behind their knee. How crazy is that? This meant that their sleep was disrupted uh, because our photoreceptors are not just visual. It's not just going into our eyes. Our bodies are always sensing our environment, right? Our skin is sensing our environment. It's always collecting data and sending it to the subconscious brain to process and make decisions about. That's why you're not freaking out about everything all the time because subconsciously your body is doing this sensory overload or sensory processing of your environment and deciding whether we should bring it into your conscious mind and react to it, which is what happens basically when the light goes on, right? Your body takes in the information and says, respond, wake up, (laughs) because it tells your brain that it's daytime basically. And so technically what should happen is that upon the sun rising, the light will go into our photoreceptors, mainly our eyes, but into the photoreceptors, will wake up and open our eyes, which allows a flood of light into your brain and specifically a part of the brain which is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Fancy science word. And this is the location from where your biological clock is governed. And what that biological clock does is instructs your body to begin behaving like the day has begun, which in most cases it usually has. In fact, about 15% of all of your genes are linked to this particular experience of absorbing light. And I don't mean that in a woo-woo way, like we're all made of love and light and beauty. And, <laughs> and well, actually, we all kind of are, scientifically speaking. There's actually an astrophysics paper on that <laughs> by a professor. Like, I'm not even kidding. But what I actually mean is that approximately 15% of your genes, your 20 to 25,000 genes, your genetics are switched on or off. They're influenced to do the work they're designed to do, being triggered by the incoming of light. So it's super interesting how impactful the sun going up or other things that mimic the sun occurring. It's super interesting how impactful that is on just the, the normal, sort of normal, regular human body and how it disrupts it when we're disrupted, which is much of what this podcast is about, right? So once the light is in there, once it's gone into your brain, into the suprachiasmatic nucleus, it starts directing and instructing all sorts of things with, uh, with the major players being your immune function, your focus and concentration and your metabolism, which is why a correctly designed sleep routine is essential to weight loss. And I have that as an important part of my health and nutrition coaching and consulting programs that I take people through as well because this sleep and getting the uh, you know waking up cycle correct is so very important. Another reason why you should be operating in alignment with your circadian rhythm is that the sun is one of a handful of reasons that life exists on planet earth. (laughs) Not only due to it providing heat, but because the sun comes up each day and living in a place that gets enough sun is essential. You probably know where this is going. You've heard me bang on about it before. It's essential to create a group of five fat soluble compounds 
commonly known as vitamin D, of which vitamin D3 is the most important. And vitamin D3 promotes absorption of calcium. And on the flip side, which is sadly common, deficiency or absence of vitamin D can lead to osteomalacia, rickets disease, in severe cases, osteoporosis. And as you likely know from listening to this podcast, a lack of vitamin D is a feature of many, many, many diseases. And this is rooted in the fact we're not getting outside and we're not behaving like the cicada rhythm people that we're designed to be. Remember, the human body was created in a time where we were all outdoors. We were total, totally animalistic in the way that we existed. We were operating on instinct only and we developed this really what ended up being a massive burden in many ways is this consciousness and this awareness, this type of logical thinking brain to, to weigh up risks and, and make decisions on emotions. And, you know, a lot of other animals don't have that, uh, you know, and whether it's good or bad thing, who knows? But, uh, you know, it's, it's something that really complicated our existence in the sense that now we have to, you know, have to convince people that being healthy is a good idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most animals instinctually know that and they eat right and they do all the right things in order to keep themselves healthy and functional. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation about the development of consciousness and how it exists and whether it's real and, you know, we're, we're not here for that. But don't worry, I love that kind of shit. So it's coming, it's coming. Anyway, the moral of the story here is that vitamin D, is one of the major reasons why we need to be getting outside and following the circadian rhythm. Because, of course, at night, we don't have access to that vitamin D. So put simply, light dictates your biological clock. And so to understand on a more practical level how interrupting this clock can cause problems for you, what I want you to do is to change the time of the main clock that you and your partner and your kids use at home or change someone's alarm clock and just just see how quickly someone cracks the shits <laughs> because messing with people's time causes lots of problems for you and for them, right? So it's no different inside your brain. Not operating every day in conjunction with the time or the biological clock that is within your body and how that clock responds to light can really mess up your system, right? Can really mess things up, especially over a long period of time if you, if you keep doing the same behavior that is disrupting that pattern, right? Because you're going to really suffer the consequences. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't really notice overnight, you know? You have one night out, you know, or you stay late at work or you have a, have a night shift, maybe you've got a rotating roster. You don't really notice it because it's like, oh, it's kind of disrupted things, you know, 1%, maybe less. But after you do that for days and years, and, and, and even if the stimulus changes, it doesn't have to be the same stimulus, could be work, could be having kids, could be, you know, uh, um, a friend or a situation or social media, like all of these little things are still having the same impact. You're awake at the wrong times and you're sleeping at the wrong times, right? And, and so it slowly accumulates. All of these things accumulate just 1% here, 2% there. 0.5% there and over the years it becomes a pattern it becomes you know it really takes a significant toll once you add up all of those tiny little bits of percentages over the years right and so there's likely a ton of things that you might be actually doing right now that uh, are considered common circadian mistakes right you ready I'm going to give you a list all right number one is night shift operating your body, like I was just saying, operating your body in the absence of the sun, basically. So you're up when your body is genetically designed to be recovering and be asleep. 
don't get me wrong. There's such a thing as chronotypes and chronotypes, uh, you know, a particular people that have a particular time of the day where they're best getting up, where they're best working out, even where they're best having sex. And it's the same with going to bed. If you're a particular chronotype, maybe you're considered a night owl. But there is no evidence and no chronotypes that say that you should be up all night or past, you know, or early into the uh, hours of the morning, like, you know, 1am to 5am. There's no real chronotypes that suggest that being functional in that type of time frame is normal. So even if you are a night owl and, you know, there's a chronotype that supports being a night owl, night shift, that shit's all night right? That shift is all night. <laughs> so you you want to be careful because even if you're a night owl and you feel like you function really great at those times, it's probably just conditioning that's got you there for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's a tiny percentage of people that thrive, but this is kind of like the... Um, the percentage of people that think they thrive on less than six hours sleep. When, as Matt Walker says, the professor Matt Walker, the sleep guy, he says that when you round to a whole number, the um, percentage of people that survive, uh, whose health does not deteriorate or function does not deteriorate on six hours or less, the number is zero. (laughs) Therefore, you know, working all night is a bad idea basically. So night shift is one of the big circadian mistakes. Next one, spending all day indoors. So get up in the morning, you get up, get in your car, go to the gym, come out, get back in your car, get go home, sort your shit out, get back in the car, go to work, work is indoors. Maybe you're in, work in an office all day with all this artificial lighting around, you know, staring at a computer as well. Then you're back in the car, home of an evening, kicking back on the couch, maybe playing with the kids, maybe watching a TV show, going to bed. So obviously you spend all night inside. So spending your entire time and your entire life indoors is not ideal, right? Because again, we're not experiencing the outdoors. We're not experiencing the sun and all that it has to offer in its circadianness. Now, obviously we get a little bit of light in our eyes because the light is fully lit. And so when we go in between, you know, the gym and the car and the car and the house and the car and the job, we get a bit of light in. However, most people are only exposing their face and their hands to the sun, which means obviously vitamin D conversion is going to be extremely low. Um, It's funny when I see people and Maybe they just don't know and maybe they need to listen to this podcast to find this out. But it's funny when you see people's Instagram story when they're like out getting vitamin D and they're virtually wearing a full body jumpsuit because they've got a jumper on and pants and shoes. And unfortunately, your vitamin D is just not coming in. It's just not coming in when you've got the gate closed, basically. And yeah, you'll get a tiny little bit on those areas, but you really need to get your skin out, right? You really need to get your skin out. So if you have an extremely indoors lifestyle, this is going to be one of the circadian mistakes because that sun, it regulates your body. Number three is looking at TV or laptops or screens or your phone at night, which tricks your brain into thinking that that light is sun. Now, I know that intellectually, you know that it's not the sun, but all your body receives is the information as a wavelength. It just receives the wavelength moving through space and time, hits your eyes, goes up to the suprachiasmatic nucleus and, and, and tells the brain, hey, we've just received some blue and white light. It must be during the day, right? Or it must be morning time. So even though you know intellectually, unfortunately, the brain is not able to intellectualize the information and just receives it as a wavelength. And so it says this wavelength is morning or is daytime. So that's one of the circadian mistakes is absorbing screens and lights 
especially the later the later you go in the night or into the early morning, the worse that it interrupts your circadian rhythm, right? So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. The next one is lights in your home, which sounds ridiculous because you're like, Maddie, I got shit to do, right? I got shit to do. I need to turn the light on. And that's fair enough. But I'm talking particularly about those excruciatingly white lights. And they've become a thing in like the last 10 to 15 years. It used to be halogen globes, which are like orange. And orange is actually heading in the right direction. And you can still buy them if you're looking for the more orange globes. I would highly recommend if your, your house is covered in white globes, we need to sort that crap out, right? Because that white, white and blue light, it's the same thing as the screens. It comes in and it tells your brain that it's not nighttime. And therefore, all the functions of your body are geared towards daytime. The other one is street light coming through your blinds and curtains at night, disrupting your sleep. Remember I mentioned before that your photoreceptivity is not just in your eyes. It's through your whole body. So whatever is sort of privy to receiving that light is going to send the information to your brain that, hey, there's light around, maybe the morning is about to start, maybe it's the crack of dawn. And there's all sorts of studies that show that light coming in through the cracks um, and through your blinds and curtains disrupts your sleep pattern, disrupts melatonin, and disrupts the quality and depth of your deep sleep sleep and REM cycles. And they're they're the ones that you want, the rest, digest, and repair kind of deep, deep cycles that you want. That's the stuff you need, right? So you want to you want to sort out you want to block block that up get the blackout blinds or the blockout blinds whichever one you prefer um, get all light out you want it to be so dark you can't even see your partner's face that's where you want to be at get the street lights out of the room we don't want them in here it's important to note like whilst humans are great at adapting to situations we don't really adapt to this what we do do and actually this is probably true for a lot of things that we think we've adapted to. We don't really adapt. Instead, we compensate and cope. And this eventually starts to look like disease or excessive body weight or obesity or something like that. Because at some point, that compensation, again, it's that little percentage just building up, building up, building up. And before it gets to like catastrophic disease, dying situations, you can experience a heap of things like poor focus, 
poor memory, fluctuating energy levels or just consistently low energy levels. You know, life's just hard work. Uh, overeating because being awake when... Because remember, your that light tells your brain it's daytime, which is a time that you might need to eat and have fuel to function thought and behavior, right? So overeating is a thing. It's also a thing because you're simply awake longer, right? So you're, you're awake and functional at times you shouldn't be. So the body's like, we need to keep this show on the road. Pile in food, Go and get us some kilojoules, right? Um, which then leads to, especially if you're tired, right? It then leads to hardcore cravings for carbohydrates and sugars. And why those foods? Because the body is seeking that fast energy. It's like, quick, give us stuff we can do stuff with real quick, right? It also can downregulate or totally dysregulate your metabolism, which makes weight loss harder which obviously all of these things then lead to weight gain due to poor quality foods going in and due to eating them more often at hours that are unideal, at times when your body should be in rest, digest and repair mode and therefore we have more fat storage going on. And I've talked about this on my sleep episodes before about how catastrophic disrupted sleep can be. And so whilst I'm talking about the you know the sun and the circadian rhythm and how beneficial that is, the opposite is obviously equally as important, making sure the sleep is right, okay? For women, hormonal and menstrual issues can come into play. When we start disrupting this circadian cycle and telling the body that it's daytime when it's not, hormones start behaving in ways that they shouldn't normally behave, right? And it's the same for men, but most notably in women. We also start to make poorer emotional management decisions, right? Or we start managing ourselves in a poorer way or in a less functional way. Most people know... If they've not slept well or they've been their circadian rhythm has been disrupted, they become a grumpy bugger. Are you, are you thinking I'm talking to you? Well, I am. <laughs> it's it's a human thing, right? Is that without sleep, things become harder. Relationships become harder to manage, Ch- triggers become har- harder to navigate, triggers become harder to navigate, and it's just it's just tough existing on some days, right? We also get poor digestion, poor gut health, because again, a lot of hormones and and neurotransmitters are released in the gut. And if we're telling the brain that it's daytime and we're injecting these things at nighttime, it can really ruin the show in lots of ways and lead to constipation, bloating, diarrhea, all of the gut health symptoms. Um, And of course, the most obvious one is straight up low quality and insufficient sleep, which nobody wants, right? (laughs) So the question is, Of course, and this is why we all rocked up today. What can we do to begin moving that biological clock back into alignment with what is natural for you? Well, first up, important to mention is that this will actually take some time. I know, I'm sorry. There's no get rich quick schemes here (laughs) or get fit quick or get healthy quick. You got to do the work. That's the truth. And I pride myself on the truth. And that is the truth is that this will take some time of developing a new long-term habit and being consistent for your internal clock to fully realign and start reaping the benefits. But start today or tomorrow or even yesterday's better. So here are a few ideas I've got for you to start making this shift back to alignment, okay? Number one, open the curtains and look into the sky first thing in the morning. Really load up on that light when it is actually time to wake up and do that at the same time each day to begin creating regularity and consistency in your system, in your biological clock. The idea of this is that we'll spike cortisol. Now, you often hear me talk about cortisol in a negative way, especially for men with bellies, belly fat and women. Uh, That's often where cortisol causes the belly fat to go or the, the, the fat to accumulate. Now, cortisol is a good thing. It's good to be stressed out sometimes 
times because if you didn't have cortisol, if your car was hurtling towards you at 100 kilometers an hour, you might not stress out and get out of the way. And that's, that's you know, cortisol has a good use. Same with waking up in the morning. There's a spike in cortisol, which helps you wake up, get up and do things, right? So you want to facilitate this in a good way with natural light from the sky. So open up the curtains, reef them open, open your eyes and look into the sky. Don't necessarily look directly at the sun, right? But look into the sky and let that light come in and just soak it in for like 10 or 15 or 20 seconds. Just really have a moment there, right? So that's thing one. You can get your body functional for the day by doing that. Number two, get your skin into the sun during the day and load up on vitamin D, preferably in the morning. This works two ways because if you're getting your skin into the sun, then it is extremely likely that you're getting your eyes into the sun too, remember? Okay, so vitamin D supplements are also really good. Yes, I use them and yes, I recommend them and advise my clients to take them. But remember, they are a synthetic and distant second best to what your body was actually designed for. So get a legal amount of your clothes off (laughs) in the morning and get into the sun. If you follow me on Instagram, you likely have seen me, you know, getting out on my balcony and soaking up the vitamin D in the morning. Remember your hands and your face, especially in winter, and we're, we're heading into winter here in Australia it becomes harder and harder to soak up this vitamin D. So the more skin that you can get into the sun, the better, especially in the colder months. And yes, it's going to be a challenging 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 minutes out there in the cold, but do some breathing exercises, do some Wim Hof, you'll feel like you're on fire by the end of it. And you'll be loaded up with vitamin D. So get out there. Number three, this is a big one. Get a new job that has no more night shift. A lot of studies that are conducted on night shift workers and disease and looking at disease outcomes look, often look at nurses. And I'm yet to read a study that showed night shift workers or night shift working nurses to be healthier than the average person, basically. It's really damaging. But this goes for anyone that works night shift, not just nurses. Anyone that works night shift, uh, you know, it's not good for you. It's bad to the point that night shift is now considered a class two carcinogenic. That's right. You can go onto the World Health Organization and look at the categories and you'll find it class two carcinogen to work night shift. So I know this is a big suggestion because you're like, Matty, I can't just get a new job, mate. Easy for you to say. Uh, But the truth is that if you're serious about your health or you're starting to stare down the barrel of some really shit stuff going wrong with your body, uh, it might be time to get a day job. Quite literally, get a day job, you know? And yeah, big changes are hard. There's no, no one's debating that. I'm not pretending like it's not, but it's going to be a significant change that'll have a positive impact on your health. And I think that's what you need. That's why we're all here, right? Me included. (laughs) All right, number four, buy new light bulbs. Remove the horrible white light globes and switch over to either programmable globes, which allow you to bounce between different colors. I've got a few of those, which can be a bit of fun on a Friday night. (laughs) Let your hair down, have a bit of a colorful disco. But the important thing is that you can use the the yellow, orange, and red in those programmable globes. Or the alternative, which I also do, is you can buy straight up red globes. And at night, you only use the lamps and lights that have those red globes in them. This is something I do at my place. So if you walk by my house at say 9 p.m. and see the windows, you may mistake it for the red light district. (laughs) But it really does work. You will genuinely feel so much better and wake up feeling more well slept than usual. As well, it's a nice feeling to get used to. Trust me, it's just, you just chill. It's just, it's just nicer. 
I just you've just got to do it, all right? Just got to do it. Have one in your bathroom, have one in your bedroom, have one in the living room. The, the main places you go and just have an evening, switch over to the red light lamps or the red lights and just thank me later. <laughs> All right, how many have we done so far? That's one, two, three, four. All right, I'm going to do a fifth one. We've got a fifth. This is five amazing tips to get circadian rhythms back into action. All right, number five is to buy a pair of blue blocking glasses so you can watch TV and look at your phone of an evening. Because let's be honest, ain't nobody totally going out into the bush, hugging a tree and ever going back to electricity and screens, right? So we need to start, well, one, we do need to start building a better relationship with those devices and putting them down earlier. But the blue blocking glasses make it so much easier to function in this digital world that we are in. So you can, like I said, watch TV and look at your phone of an evening without massive amounts of blue and white light passing through into your brain. If you start using blue blockers, it will be a game changer. I guarantee it. Every one of the clients I work with that has purchased these has really noticed the difference in how calm they feel of an evening and how much better they sleep, as well as making the actual act of actually falling asleep a much faster process. And that might be the case for you too. A lot of the people I work with find actually getting to sleep is such a challenge. And that's because of much of what I've talked about in today's episode. And because, of course, the beauty of the blue blockers is that they help reduce the cognitive load that is that your eyes are taking in, which is one of the reasons that falling asleep becomes much easier. So the blue blockers that I use are Barclay Eyewear. They're awesome. They're the world's first four-in-one blue light blocking lenses, which are great to wear all day. And as the day goes on, you can use the clip-on lenses for sitting and working in front of the computer. Then use the dusk lens as the evening starts happening and using that orange lens really mimics that sort of orange going down of the sun period of the evening. And finally, you then use the red delta clip once nighttime is here, which really mimics and tells your brain that it's nighttime. I've been using these for over a year now and after trying about three or four other El Cheapo brands, (laughs) I can tell you personally that these are amazing and I would literally recommend these to my very own mother, which I have. So the link to purchase your very own pair of these is in the show notes below. If you would like to own yourself a pair of Barclay Eyewear blue light blocking lenses, and people always ask me actually about their prescription lenses, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You can put your prescription lenses, you can get them installed in these too. They're also a 100% Australian owned and operated business, and because you know me, and I know them, you'll be lucky enough to score a 10% discount with the discount code Matty10, all in uppercase, capital M-A-T-T-Y-1-0, Matty10. So scroll down to the show notes below, click the Barclay Eyewear link and pick up your discounted pair of blue blockers today. So these five points, these are going to change your life basically. Like I'm not even kidding. I've got all five of them going on in my life. I even changed jobs. <laughs> Literally, I did all five of them. So I highly recommend getting these going so that these are, you know, these are some of the ways that you can start bringing your biological clock back into alignment with your natural circadian rhythm. And trust me, your body is going to love you for it and your mind too. And likely some of the people in your life because you'll just be a calmer, more relaxed, stable human, right? And this is all made easy and all happens 
due to that nuclear fusion ball that's about 148 million kilometers away. <laughs> Shout out to the sun. It's kind of easy to see why so many cultures worship the sun or have a sun god when you understand how important it is. When you understand how important it is, well, you know, to our existence <laughs> and being healthy. Anyhow, gang, I'm out for this one. I hope you love this episode. You know the deal. I hope you've learned something. I hope that you share this with a friend. And I hope, yeah, I just hope you're good. You're well. I'm going to catch you on the flip side uh, of this circadian rhythm and I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.